Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to download, listen in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we have another edition of the podcast coming up for you here in just moments as we have another star-studded lineup of guests that we'll be talking to this week, including the lead announcer for the Performance Race Network, Doug Rice, the director of operations for the Cars Tour Series, Keely Dembinski, and then also the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly. Those great guests will be joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio as we get set for Memorial Day weekend coming up this weekend. And I've got to tell you, I am truly excited for Sunday racing action as we celebrate Memorial Day. It all starts with Formula One in the morning, then we have the Indy 500 in the afternoon, and then the Coca-Cola 600 in the evening time hour. So very excited for a very long day of racing. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to enjoy every lap, every minute, every hour of this fantastic day on Sunday as we, as I mentioned, enjoy Memorial Day weekend, and of course, this is not only a time to think about racing, but also the time to think about the brave men and women who have served this great country of ours to give us these opportunities to be able to go out racing every week and have the freedoms that the United States of America has. So uh, please make sure as you enjoy that day of racing that we remember why we celebrate Memorial Day, which will be coming up on Monday, of course, but of course, enjoying the entire weekend with family, friends, cookouts, and of course, some great racing action that all begins on Sunday with F1, and then we've got the Indy 500, the greatest spectacle in racing, and then we wrap up the day with the Coca-Cola 600. And uh, don't forget about our media platforms as we'll be updating you throughout the weekend with the latest news in the racing world over on our Facebook and Twitter page. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Week and follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. As we always bring you the latest in racing news and information, especially coming up here over the next few days as we get set for big time racing this weekend. And also we have an email address, so feel free to drop us an email. Let us know what you think about the show. If you're an up-and-coming driver who wants to get some exposure, or maybe you're a track somewhere in the southeast who wants to get some exposure as well, please let us know about that. Just email us anytime to srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. But uh, as we do every single day, the weekly racing recap as we take a look at all the racing action that happened this past weekend in the world of NASCAR, NHRA, and the IndyCar Series. And we start with all the action that happened in NASCAR. But first, uh, you know, historic North Wilkesboro Speedway is where the series was last weekend. Very excited to see racing return to North Wilkesboro for the first time since 1996. Now, unfortunately, the Xfinity Series was not in action this past weekend, they had the week off, but here are the current standings right now in the Xfinity Series. Austin Hill is your number one ranked driver with three wins on the season. John Hunter Nemechek is second with two wins on the season. 
Chandler Smith in third position with a win. Sammy Smith in fourth with a win. And Jeb Burton is in fifth position with a win. And drivers 6 through 12 are currently in the playoffs right now, just on points. These drivers do not have a win on the season. That's Cole Custer in sixth. Justin Allgaier in seventh. Josh Berry in eighth. Sheldon Creed in ninth. Riley Herbst in tenth. Sam Mayer in eleventh. And Daniel Hemrick rounding out the top 12. Over to the action in the Craftsman Truck Series from North Wilkesboro last weekend. As Ty Majeski registered a hard-fought runner-up finish last Saturday afternoon in the Craftsman Truck Series race, unable to quite chase down a victorious Kyle Larson in overtime. He matched his best result of the season, but the atmosphere at rejuvenated North Wilkesboro Speedway was one of the aspects that truly held his attention. A near-capacity crowd of some 30,000 filled the historic .625-mile track for the Tyson 250, the Truck Series' first event here since 1996. The celebration marked the venue's return to NASCAR's National Series rotation and the fans basked in the circuit's rebirth. As I just mentioned, Ty Majeski was your runner-up, Matt DiBenedetto finishing third, Carson Hosever in fourth, and Bubba Wallace rounding out the top five. Taking a look at the current standings right now in the truck series, Zane Smith with two wins is your number one ranked driver. Christian Eckes is in second position, also with two wins. Corey Hine in third position with a win. Grant Enfinger in fourth position with a win. And Carson Hosever is in fifth position with a win. Spots six through ten are into the playoffs right now via points with no wins. That's Ty Majeski in sixth, Ben Rhodes seventh, Matt Crafton in eighth, Tanner Gray in ninth, and Stuart Friesen rounding out the top ten. Kyle Larson turned in a dominating effort to run away with the All-Star race and earned $1 million last Sunday night in the Cup Series return to North Wilkesboro Speedway following a 27-year absence. He became only the fourth driver to win the All-Star race at least three times. Jimmy Johnson has the most win with four victories, while Larson, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Earnhardt each have three. Larson is the first to win the All-Star race at three different tracks, with his previous victories coming in Charlotte in 2019 and Texas in 2021. Bubba Wallace finished second in the 200-lap non-point exhibition race, followed by Ty Majeski, Chase Briscoe, and Chase Elliott. And taking a look at the current standings right now in the Cup Series, William Byron with three wins on the season is your number one ranked driver. Kyle Larson is second with two wins. Kyle Busch is third with two wins. Chris Rebell is fourth with a win. Denny Hamlin in fifth with a win. Martin Tricks Jr. is sixth with a win. Tyler Reddick is 7th with a win. Joe Nagano is 8th with a win. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in ninth position with a win. Spots 10 through 16 without a win on the season are into the playoffs right now with points. That's Ross Chastain in 10th. Kevin Harvick in 11th. Ryan Blaney in 12th. Brad Keselowski is 13th. Chris Buescher is 14th. Bubba Wallace is 15th. And Chase Briscoe rounds out the top 16. Over to the IndyCar Series. As we mentioned, the Indy 500 coming up this weekend. Here are your championship leaders going into that race this weekend. Alex Palau is your number one ranked driver, followed by Pato Award and Marcus Erickson on the top three positions. To check out the rest of the results, just go to IndyCar.com and click on Drivers. Over to the NHRA series, the Gerber Collision and Glass Route 66 NHRA Nationals proved to be a very full and entertaining affair for fans who have been waiting eagerly for the return of the NHRA Camping World Drag Racing Series. After a span of four years without drag racing at the impressive facility, Clay Milliken, Tim Wilkerson, Dallas Glenn, and Gage Herrera were the competitors who had all the right pieces in place to claim to claim 
unforgettable wins. And to check out other drivers who won Wally's from this past weekend in Chicago, just head over to NHRA.com and click on results. And action coming up this weekend in the racing world. As I mentioned, the Indy 500, the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500, coming up on May 28th. The green flag will drop at 11 a.m. Eastern time. You can check the action on NBC, Peacock, and also Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network. And then also on Sunday, the NASCAR Cup Series will be in action with the running of the Coca-Cola 600 from Charlotte Motor Speedway. The green flag will drop at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on Fox, the Performance Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. So there you go. That is your racing recap of all the racing action that occurred this past weekend. And stay tuned. The Southern Race Week podcast continues for you right now. I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 with the ProLite model from Hueytown, Alabama. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And coming up next weekend, it's Memorial Day weekend, and the tradition is the Coca-Cola 600 will be at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Should be in front of a full house capacity crowd there at Charlotte, so make sure if you don't have your tickets or a campground site, you head on over to charlottemotorspeedway.com and get the information of how you get your tickets, campground sites, and enjoy a great weekend at a Charlotte Motor Speedway. And, of course, a Charlotte as well with the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So much going on, great food, uh, great places to go visit. It's definitely a great destination to spend uh, the weekend and checking out some great racing with uh, uh, four races that weekend with uh, trucks. They got ARCA, Xfinity, as well as the Cup Series Coke 600. And that's when PRN will be back on the air delivering all the action and to preview everything going on there. At the Coke 600, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the main man, the main vocal voice you hear during coverage of racing on the Performance Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Doug Rice! Woo! Mr. Rice, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week. On Southern Race Week Radio, hopefully you're having a great day today, my friends. Alfred, always a pleasure. Always good to come on and chat a little about racing with you. Well, we're always appreciating when you take the time, sir. And uh, as I mentioned in our opening here, the Coca-Cola 600 coming up next weekend, Memorial Day weekend at the uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Always such a huge, huge event. 600 miles, the longest race on the schedule. As uh, Humpy Wheeler like to say, it's a, a test of man versus machine and uh, always a lot of fun to watch, and not only just because of the racing action, but a Memorial Day weekend. This event is so patriotic, and uh, always a great way to celebrate the uh, brave men and women who have fought so hard to uh, for our country. So we are able to have a lot of fun on Memorial Day weekend, checking out the Coke 600. Absolutely. The pageantry around the race, the pre-race show, the fact that uh, all of the drivers carry the name of a fallen soldier on their cars. And just so much of it is all about Memorial Day. And it makes it really special. And the race is very important, too. You know, and on top of it, Alfred, something that people forget, this race is extra special because you know how a lot of promoters have double points night. Well, the Coke 600 is not a double points race. 
but it does have an extra stage. It has four stages as opposed to three. So you've got three chances to pick up stage points in this race. So if you can get up front and run there, uh, you can have yourself quite a day if you can dominate the 600. And Charlotte Motor Speedway is your home base, so you're very familiar with that track, everything that goes on there. And, um, you know, Doug, you've, you've done 400-mile races. You do 500-mile races, you know, in, in the middle of the season. But a 600-mile race, that's obviously a very long day for you because I know you get up early, you prepare, get your notes ready, everything get the set, then you go up and do the pre-race show, then the actual show, then the post-race show a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit about your day preparing for a 600-mile race because – um, your voice is obviously going to take a little bit more of a toll than it would on a normal race weekend when you're doing something for PRN. Well, as you accurately said there, Alfred, it's a full day. I mean, it's, it's, it is a hero sandwich. I don't live but about 40 minutes from Charlotte Motor Speedway, but a lot of times, if I can find one, I will stay at a hotel right next to the Speedway just to give me a little edge in the morning so when I get up, I'm essentially at the racetrack, and it's right there in front of me, and we go on the air at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I'll come in, go into the infield, walk around the garage. By then, I've done all my note prep. I've, I've done that usually three or four days ahead. And I'll go in and just get a feel for what's going on, maybe talk to a couple of people, go through the media center. And then we normally come back to PRN for an hour and a half or so, a big group of us, and watch the Indianapolis 500 because that's always a prelude to the Coca-Cola 600. And then usually with about 50 laps to go in the 500, we make our way up to the broadcast booth, uh, catch the end of that race, and then dive into the 600, which we go on the air at 5 o'clock Eastern. The race generally starts at like 6.20. And if, if everything goes right, we're off the air before midnight. It is a long day, but it's not. It's not tedious. The way they break the races up in stages now, uh, it feels a little bit more manageable than it used to. Now, next year, Kyle Larson is going to try to pull the double, which is the 500 and the uh, 600. But uh, And we've had a lot of drivers who have done that feat of racing in the 500 and then moving on to the Coke 600. You had the opportunity to do it as a broadcaster for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network during the Indy 500 and then uh, as a pit reporter and then traveling to Charlotte to uh, do your anchoring coverage for the – the 600. I know you did that a few years ago. Um, tell us about that experience, and would you ever do something like that again? I, I, I think I would. Uh, that was the 99th running of the Indy 500, and I worked closely with the people at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network. They were nice enough to let me come up and work as a pit reporter. It was a promotion for Shell Oil, so Shell provided the transportation for myself and Alexis Erickson on our team. She was kind of documenting the whole thing. And we went up and we went up on Thursday and did all of the in things leading up to the Indy 500, which was really cool because I've never had a chance to do that because I'm always here in Charlotte. And then as soon as the race was over, they put us on a jet, flew us to Concord, North Carolina, helicoptered us over to the track. And then I went up in the booth and, and called the Coke 600. That was won by Carl Edwards that year. It was it was maybe in in my time of being a broadcaster the coolest thing I've ever gotten to do. And I to this day I am the only broadcaster that has ever covered live at the event both the Indy 500 and the Coke 600. And I'm and I'm kind of proud of that. To be honest. 
Speaking with Doug Rice of the Performance Racing Network here on this week's edition of Southern Racing Radio's PRN. We'll be back in action uh, next weekend for all the coverage there from uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Coke 600 uh, race weekend. Now, Doug, usually around the Coke 600 is traditionally kind of the halfway point of the regular season. Kind of give us an idea of who's sticking out, who's uh, maybe not in the uh, driver that you don't think is at the point where they need to be at this point of the season. Um, your thoughts as we hit the halfway point here, going to the Coke 600, what teams are jumping out at you? What drivers are jumping out at you? And what drivers are you surprised maybe you're not performing at where they need to be at this point? Well, Hendrick Motorsports is at the top of the pyramid. They have five wins, um, and out of the first uh, 13 regular season races, that means that we're at the halfway mark of the regular season. So, they're, they're doing extremely well. William Byron has three. Kyle Larson has a couple. Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott have both been out with injuries. Chase seems to be finding his way back toward the front. They're they're at the top. They're they're at the next level. Joe Gibbs Racing has made some strides. Denny Hamlin finally got a win. Truex has won. Christopher Bell's won. They they are looking a little more solid as the year has gone on. Uh, if you drive a Ford you're underperforming right now. Uh, they have some aerodynamic problems with the Ford and they get back in traffic and they're just done. You can see it. They, they don't, they don't move up toward the front. Uh, they have one win this year, uh, from Joey Logano. Team Penske is down this year. Everybody talks about Blaney a lot, but he's not winning. He's finishing races and Austin Sendrick's having a pretty bad year for a guy that we thought was going to be a breakout star after he won the Daytona 500. Stuart Haas racing, same thing over there. Uh, Kevin Harvick's racing well, but their cars just won't go to the front. So Hendrick at the top, Gibbs is next, uh, and everybody else in the Ford is really struggling. Uh, You know, we talk a lot about Ross Chastain and all the things that he has done this year. Still hasn't won a race. And Daniel Suarez has gone backwards this season. That of, of everybody that's underperforming, that one maybe surprises me the most. And uh, speaking of Ross Chastain, you brought him up. Uh, Mr. Hendrick, during the uh, press conference after the uh, win last week, and not happy with the way that he is driving, even though they're, they have the same manufacturer, he said, I don't care about the manufacturer. If he's in my way, we're going to punt him. Um, your thoughts on Ross and, and how he's been driving aggressively? It seems like... Every week now we hear something about Ross Chastain, and like you said, it's not about him winning or leading laps. It's about uh, wrecks and and, uh, and and little tirades he has with other drivers that are on the circuit right now. Well, I think everybody that's been a parent wants to support their kid, and if they get into a fight, they want to say that the other kid started it or a disagreement or an argument. You know, you, you want to believe your kid. And I think finally now Justin Marks, the owner of Trackhouse, has to, has gone to Ross and said, this has to stop. Uh, you you have a lot of talent. Even Rick Hendricks said the guy's very talented, and he is. But every week, you cannot be embroiled in another controversy. And i got to agree, I like Ross Chastain a lot. I think he is great for the sport. I honestly do. He is the one guy we're talking about. Nobody's talking about William Byron. He doesn't create that kind of energy. He's won three races, and there has been – one one hundredth of the press about William Byron that there's been about Ross Chastain. Now, not all the press about Ross has been good. I don't need Ross to stop being Ross, but I need Ross to wheel it in. You cannot be in the middle of one of these things every week 
and you're going to kill your chances to win races in the championship because nobody on the racetrack is going to cut you a break. Well, we'll see how it happens. Let's see what happens with Ross as we get to the Charlotte Motor Speedway. As you mentioned, the Coca-Cola 600 coming up on Sunday, May 28th. The Performance Racing Network will have all the coverage for you, the great men and women that cover the sport for PRN. And, and Doug, if our listeners want to follow along what's going on with PRN and all your coverage and everything going on, where can they go to get the latest info and racing information and news? GoPRN.com. That's GoPRN.com. You can go there, and we stream everything we do live through there. There's no subscription fee or anything. Just go on there, click, and listen. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we have a couple of people that do a great job. We're at PRN Live, and that they do an awesome job of in-race tweeting if you can't listen. And if you want to follow along with what I've got to say, I'm at Riceman61. So, and, you know, I tweet about 90% about NASCAR. So uh, if, if that interests you at all, I'd welcome you on as a follower. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I've been working around the clock, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, myself, everyone here working at Southern Race Week Radio. We've been wanting to get this guest on since we started the new season back in January. But she's been one of the craziest, most busiest women in motorsports right now, as she is the director of operations for the Cars Tour Series. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in, as I mentioned, the busiest woman in motorsports, Miss Keely Dubansky. Miss Dubensky, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. I feel like I've been a pain in your side. No, no. (laughs) Because I've been trying to get you on the program here all year because of, uh, I said it before we went on the air here, just how proud I am of you and what you've accomplished with the Cars Tour Series. And you guys now become big time as you've been Dale Jr., Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, Justin Marks of Trackhouse Racing have all pulled their money together and are now your bosses. They're basically running the Cars Tour Series. Or actually, they're like the faces of the Car Tour Series. You're literally running the Car Tour Series. So tell me about the journey it's been for you since the wrap-up of last season, the purchase of the Cars Tour Series, and now in the middle of another great season for you guys. Well, I will tell you. First, I am so happy to have finally had a break in my schedule to come on the show. Uh, you know, love talking with you as always. I will say, this is the craziest adventure that I could have ever imagined myself on. Um, you know, we we went from just, you know, your average touring series. I mean, I, myself and Jack and the rest of the people at the tour, like we always believed that it was something special, but to be able to have this new powerhouse group of owners believing in it the same way that we do. And then just to see the new heights that it's taken us to, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work, (laughs) but thankfully I, um, I love what I do. I wake up every single morning, just ready to get to work. 
And I know your schedule's hectic. You're pretty much from the time the sun is rising to the time the sun is setting. You're basically on the phone. You're making things happen. You're making events happen. You know, you got races you're looking forward to. Last year, you guys kind of debuted North Wilkesboro with the Cars Tour Series. And it was great because Dale Jr. participated in that race. And I think that kind of opened the door for people just want to know what this car tour series was all about. And now he's purchased a bit of an interest in it with, along with these other great future hall of fame drivers, I'm sure of. And now you guys are on a whole different level now. So as far as the day-to-day operations compared to what they were last year, what do you feel has been the, the biggest obstacle, the biggest thing that you think you've accomplished uh, so far this season? I think that, as far as like the the day-to-day operations everything is the exact same that we've been doing it but it is heightened to such a new level like there's it's so much more articulate and i think that i think the biggest challenge that i would say right now is jack and i put a lot of pressure on ourselves um to try to make sure that this continues being such a great series because honestly like I said before, we always believed it was. And now that we have the attention from <laughs> the world, it's like, oh, okay, we got to still make sure that every all of our ducks are in a row, as always. I mean, the car counts are rising to an extreme level. I mean, it's, it is just so much fun to be doing this and, you know, just meeting all of the new competitors and um, even, you know, just people that we would have never dreamed of wanting to come and race with us. You know, at Wilkesboro, we have Dale Jr. and Harvick. And there's a couple more that I think are going to really shock people, not just in Wilkesboro, but throughout the rest of the season. Like, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Speaking with the director of operations for the Card Tour Series, Keely Dubinsky, on this week's episode of Southern Race Week Radio. And you guys have the honor of being part of that, that special All-Star Weekend, the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, the All-Star Race being back at North Wilkesboro Speedway. We've seen the improvements. We've seen the renovation that has gone on at the track. I know you've been on site checking out things and and seeing how the progress has come. To know that you're a part of that week of events. As you said, Dale Jr. will be a part of you guys. Kevin Harvick will be there. You'll have a whole new group of audience people who might not know much about the Cars Tour who are going to check it out. I mean, that's got to be quite a special thing for you to know that you're going to be a part of that all-star race week of events leading up to the race on, on that Sunday. Yeah, I think, honestly, it's... Working with Speedway Motorsports is not something I ever thought that we would be doing. Um, Jessica over there, I mean, just everybody over there has been so helpful. And it's really cool to see because they have such a special event going on with the All-Star Race. And that's huge in itself. But for them to be taking the time and extending their resources and helping us, you know, make sure that our event is just as special. Like, I guess that's just, you know, we were already just blessed to be a part of it. But then for them to, like I said, extend all these resources and be so helpful. Um, God, it's just it's just something that we could have never imagined. Um, but it, it is so cool. And especially, you know, just this is just so huge. And to be able to put our series on this type of platform with all of the eyes and attention. And it, it's just so beneficial. Now, Akili, um, if our listeners want to get information about events coming up in the Car Tour Series, what you guys got on deck news events information where can we steer them for all anything that needs to do with the cars tour series 
all of our social media platforms at cars tour uh cars racing tour.com for our website i will say we have some insane news that we are going to be leaking here within the next two weeks um, regarding a couple of the upcoming events one thing i do want to say is tri-county on may 27th is actually our 100th late model stock race so we have we have some insane news for that one and we are so excited to share it so stay tuned on all of our platforms because you just never know what you're going to find well, Keely, it's uh, I, I'm really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. You're a great friend of the show, and we're just so proud of what you've done with the Car Store Series to make it what it is today. You are one of those founding, I guess, members of this thing, and now you've taken to a whole other level. So just congratulations to you guys, and looking forward to seeing what the rest of the season holds out for you guys in the Car Store Series. Well, absolutely. Thank you so much, and thank you for all of your support. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station in your favorite podcast location. We're getting ready for the 64th running of the Coca-Cola 600 coming up May 28th. And we have none other than the man, the myth, the legend who is a part of the Hall of Fame of NASCAR. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Winston Kelly. Winston, welcome back to the show, sir. Oh, it's good to be back on with you guys. Man, I tell you what, Winston, uh, you know, uh, NASCAR celebrating 75 years, and I know that you've had your fingers and toes and, and hands dipped in all types of aspects of NASCAR over the years, and now as being a part of, you know, the last few years of being a part of uh, uh, of the Hall of Fame, it really gives you a perspective uh, from on-hands experience to everything that the Hall of Fame offers race fans coming up this, you know, for the for the Coca-Cola 600 to be able to stop by there. Um, you've seen a lot of the transition and a lot of the improvement and, and a lot of the, inter, the the innovation in NASCAR, and people can come to the Hall of Fame and see it up close and personal. Well, that, that's exactly what we try to do. I remember the very first question I got asked back in 2006 uh, in a media interview about, you know, taking on this role is what did I see as our biggest challenge? And, and I said, well, I think our biggest challenge is also our biggest opportunity, which is no matter how big the building is, and, and we had just started the design process, you're never going to have enough room to put everything in there that you'd like. But that becomes the opportunity to be able to share so many stories over time. And some of them have occurred so organically. When I think about our Glory Road exhibit that we change out every three years and it's on the bank area that looks like asphalt and we've got 18 cars there. We've added a 19th car this year. Uh, It's our most eclectic Glory Road that has eight different divisions to show the breadth and depth of NASCAR over the past 75 years. And we're not just showing the history, but one of the things that will open up the week of the Coke 600 is a full next-gen exhibit in partnership with Ford Performance that shares all the different aspects of the design of the next-gen car, what an engine looks like. It's got a small uh, replica of a Ford that you can play with the aerodynamics. It has the clay model that they use to design uh, the current next-gen car and a chassis. So it's from the beginning of NASCAR, one of the cars on Glory Road, uh, raced in the first Southern 500 in 1950. So we've got the whole gamut uh, from NASCAR's beginning in 1948 to, to this year that 
that our guests can experience, plus a plethora of interactives. Yeah, and that's the best part about the uh, the NASCAR Hall of Fame um, is the fact that y'all do change out stuff on you know every every couple of years. And so, if you went up there five years ago, what you saw then is not what you're going to see today. And especially, I really like the um, the Jimmy Johnson, the Jimmy Johnson type, you know, um, uh, performance setup. You know, because you've got twenty uh, a, a driver suit he wore in twenty races, twenty victories. We, a, we actually we have a uniform from each of his twenty years racing in NASCAR. And that's one of those that has become organic in our victory lane area that as people have either retired or things evolved, uh, when Penske went from Dodge to Ford, it was at the end of when Brad Keselowski won the championship in 2012. So we actually had a championship car that was not going to be put back into rotation. We had Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s last raced car, same thing with Jimmy Johnson's and you know, you mentioned if you came five years ago, if you were here in November, December last year, there are about five major areas that are completely different wow. just from five months ago. Our glory road that I just mentioned that we changed out uh, in January in April of this year, we put in a new NASCAR 75 uh, exhibit that has six different cars and four other stations that talk about some of the important elements of NASCAR, like the families in NASCAR, the innovation, Buddy Baker's car that he drove as the first uh, with an official 200-mile-an-hour clocking. Uh, our Hall of Honor with our class of 2023 inductees is new. Our champions case from last year's Truck Series, Xfinity, and Cup champions. Our memorable moments from last year. And then now the next gen. So there's six major areas uh, and in addition, we're starting to change out our simulators to have the next-gen look. Now, the iRacing component is the same, but you know, there's a bit of a lag when our sport changes technology. It's not, you know, you can't just flip a switch and have the new technology in there. And our sport changes more than any other sport. You know, football helmet evolves, but it doesn't have a revolutionary change like a race car does. So if you were here in November, December, you can see uh, six major areas that are new from just uh, last November, December. If y'all just joined us here, we got Winston Kelly from the NASCAR Hall of Fame on the old Food Depot Highline here, and it's an edition of Southern Race Week being presented by Spectrum Resorts. Uh, Winston, if somebody wants to get tickets uh, so that they can come and experience everything that's going on at the Hall of Fame, uh, where do we need to point them to? Best place is NASCARHall.com. You can purchase tickets online. Uh, you can actually, it'll download to your phone, and it talks about all the different packages we have, uh, some of the, the different ones that you can add, uh, unlimited simulator rides. You can add uh, a cafe voucher. You can add something in the gear shop uh, and just add to your experience. We also, on Mondays and Fridays, we do guided tours for a couple of hours. Uh, with some of our crew members that can give them some insights and behind the scenes on the exhibits or the building of the Hall of Fame. So NASCARHall.com is the best place to go. NASCARHall.com, right? That's where we need to send people to get tickets. Uh, absolutely. That's that's the one, one-stop shop, if you will. Winston, we sure do appreciate your time. I know you got a busy weekend. Don't forget, folks, if you go into the Coca-Cola 600 Sunday the 28th, make sure because the, the race is not till 6 p.m., so you got plenty of time 
to go by the NASCAR Hall of Fame and make it a week, make it a week event, make it a weekend event, man. I mean, just just, just go up there and just stay because there's so yeah, much well, to see and do. Absolutely. We got some uh, also private events on, uh, or I say private, we've got some events on Saturday of Coke 600 weekend that Tom Jensen, our curatorial affairs manager, and I are going to give folks some insight into the selection process uh, for folks going into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. While people can find that on the website, just to talk a little bit about how that came about and how it evolves and, and the people that are on the nominating committee, the people that are on the voting panel. So there are a couple of those sessions on uh, Saturday of Coke 600 weekend as well. Hey, everyone. This is Anthony Alfredo, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. And don't forget, if you want to hear this edition of Southern Race Week Radio once again or any of our past episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, you can check out our podcast anytime over at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And while you're there, we'd really appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast as well. By subscribing, you'll get a notification when a new episode of the podcast is up and available for you to tune in, download, and listen to. And uh, once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here on a Southern Race Week Radio. Of course, Doug Rice from the Performance Racing Network, Keely Dumbinski, who is the Director of Operations for the Cars Tour Series, and then also Winston Kelly, the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And uh, don't forget, tickets are still available for the Coke 600. It's going to sell out, kids. Believe me, this event is always a sellout on Memorial Day weekend, 600 miles around Charlotte, Motor Speedway should be a great time. So head on over to charlottemotorspeedway.com for all the information of how you can purchase your tickets and enjoy a great uh, race weekend at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, and uh, let's see. Also, oh, our social media platforms don't want don't want to forget to mention about that as well. You, we do have a Facebook page and Twitter for you. Uh, we're always keeping you up to date on the latest in racing news and information. So check that out on facebook.com. Slash on the race week and like the page and then also follow us on twitter at srw radio and we also have an email address so feel free to reach out to us anytime and let us know what you think about the program or maybe you're an up-and-coming driver or a short track in the area we'd like to get a little recognition please let us know all you got to do is email us at srw radio at yahoo.com that is srw radio at yahoo.com. So enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back up with you next week with an all-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.